Welcome to Ali Talks, the platform for podcasts and videos to explore spirituality in your daily life. Simple and easy. Join the movement and go to ali.vision. Hello and welcome to our podcast weekly energy shot. We are Matt Taylor and my name is Nikolayana and we have decided to produce this podcast series in order to give you a weekly update uh, what's going on in the astrological realm and some energy shots which will include wisdom, healing, practical coaching tools for your day-to-day life and in order for you to link up to the right higher realms and energies and to bring guidance into your very unique soul's purpose path. Hi, Matt. How are you this week? I'm very well, and it's great to be here. I always look forward to this this moment in the week. As I always say, it's like a little meditation. Yeah, it's beautiful. Mm. It's very lovely. I love our uh, party as well. (laughs) Yes. I'm so glad this happened. I can't remember quite how, but I'm so glad (laughs) that we created it together. And, well, and I'm hoping... It was your idea. Huh? I asked you if you would participate on Ally Vision in the very beginning before we even had the magazine. Mm. I wanted to write you weekly updates in a written Ah, form. And you said, I'm hearing hearing us speaking. I don't want to, why don't we do a podcast? And then I was like, yeah, why not? And since then we're doing that. Yeah, so we know nothing about technology. So we're actually on a little... (laughs) (laughs) we overcome a lot of things to get to this point that had nothing to do with speaking (laughs) it's possible let's let's yes if we can do it anyone you can be anything (laughs) (laughs) we learned to buy the correct microphone (laughs) we are the fact that we you can hear us is a it's a great (laughs) (laughs) you can hear it So um, what's going on with our planets and asteroids and... Yes, all sorts of things, right? Mm. So here, you will have noticed that last week we had a new moon. Uh, As we explained in last week's podcast, new moons, you know, uh, are very important. Uh, In fact, I would... You know, if you had to do a choice between a new moon and a full moon, I would I would steer you in the direction of the new moon. Uh, it's not where everybody goes. Everybody's all about the full moon, and we're all doing all sorts of things around the full moon. But I guess because it's more, I don't know, it stands out more, and we see it, and we get more excited about it. But actually, the power of a month is really with the new moon. And then we see in the full moon, you know, what we're doing. So we have to set the consciousness, the seeds, the intentions in the in the new moon, right? It all makes sense when you start to hear it, right? But people have got it around the wrong way. Uh, and that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. It's fine. And that's where we're at right now. But really, new moons are super powerful points in the year, in the energetic calendar. And we had the new moon of Scorpio last week. I know in Western astrology, it's, it's something else. But uh, we are going with the program Kabbalistically and spiritually, and so we know we're in the new moon of Scorpio. Uh, in the month of Pisces, what will happen is the month um, will have two new moons and two full moons. And what happens after two or three years? The moon catches up with itself in the month of Pisces, right? So what happens, because there's 30 degrees in a sign and the moon travels through 
the calendar at 29 point something something degrees, we lose a part. And so in the month of Pisces, and always and only in the month of Pisces, we get two Pisces every two or three years in order for it to catch up. And at that point this year, uh, we will resume ourselves with Western astrology and we'll be back together again. But we have to do it organically with the moon, right? Mm -hmm. Not with the where the sun is, which is what uh, was what modern astrology tends to do. Okay, so in three or four, four, four months, we will have been aligned. Again. All right, again, yes. Uh, so um, we are in the month of Scorpio. What does Scorpio represent? Well, second, well, first of all, it's the uh, it's the eighth sign of the astrological year, and it's the second month of the of the soul's year, and we are in a period of transformation. Scorpio is about life and death. Primarily, it concerns itself with bringing itself back to life, right? Now, if you're a Scorpio who's not doing any spiritual work, you're concerned with the death. <laughs> then you never get to the life bit, right? You're concerned with betrayals, uh, disloyalties, attacks, fears, uh, resentments, not being able to let go, unforgiving, right? It's, it's down in the depths of darkness, right? And this is where we go in the month of Scorpio right and this is where we can find ourselves even if we're a scorpio or not we're all living with a bit of scorpio we're all living with that fear of what's coming to kill me <laughs> what's going to end something and i don't mean that physically it could be my relationship my finances we're all living with a fear right it comes and it presents itself it's psychotic. The month is in the psychosis. It's so psychological, right? Uh, the, the month of Scorpio. If you know a Scorpio, in fact, they're very much with the colors red and black. And, and you know, they've got a bit of a paler skin because it rules the blood. And, you know, they're kind of coming like, you know, with that sort of uh, very sexual energy or death energy. Yes, or very uh, much that, so. You know, it's all, it's all with the bats, you know, and the demons in your, in your deep subconscious, right? Uh, so we have special access to the subconscious um, in this month. And Kabbalists reveal that we don't do any special extra connections besides the, the, the new moon and full moon in Scorpio. Usually, as students of Kabbalah, we would have a, a good portal to boost us along in the month because the energy is so powerful and it represents power as well because that's a really psych psycho energy, right? Power is a real, like, you know, it's a real twisted energy. So, so you think about all those twisted energies as sexual energies, psychological energies, things that are hidden in the subconscious, my deepest fears, my old traumas, my, you know, my past life pains and where I've got to rebirth myself, right? That's where I've got to rebirth myself. That's where I've got to transform one. That's where I've got to bring things back to life. So Scorpios by nature as an animal can't see, it's blind. Uh, and it, so therefore it's always on the defense. It's always on the, it's something's going to attack me and I've got this tail often scorpios miss what they're hitting uh, scorpions miss what they're hitting and, and kill themselves when they're in a high states of fear they're an animal that kills itself and, and this tells us a little bit about the month it tells us a little bit about the people who were born in the month it tells us that in all this fear and betrayal and wherever we go to you know defend ourselves through through attack you know robotically instinctively right without thinking that often 
in the energetic system we're burning and we're doing it to ourselves, right? So we don't want to be hyper-reactive. We don't want to be in that constant, like, you know, something's coming to get me and I'm now up on my all fours mode because in all those strikes out that we think, we're, oh, I'm getting him back or I've got the revenge or I've got the power and all of that feeling, actually what we're doing is burning our own energy where in some ways, like, cutting ourselves off for some kind of prosperity, right? So we're actually killing something. I'm not saying that physically, but certainly things in our life start to disappear. And therefore we start to live out that fear because it becomes a reality, right? Kabbalistically, the month is called Ma Sheshvan. And Mar means bitter. When you invert the letters to Ram, it means sweet. So here it's the, the bitterness and the sweetness the Kabbalists saying are coming in the same energy packet. They're coming into our lives as something that is you choose. Is it bitter or is it sweet? You have to see it, which is in, it's, it's against what a Scorpio does because it can't see, right? But you have, to, you have to choose to see it, right? You have to feel into it. Now, the beauty of the month is that the most intuitive or a sign or the sign that feels underneath things, what things are happening because it's blind. It depend, now depends on other senses, mm -hmm. right? And so now all our other senses are, are at peak. That means I, I feel things better because the eyes are a deception, actually. Whatever is happening is actually probably the other way around. <laughs> the brain and the eyes, it's actually to twist things as to how they actually are. So all the brain does is it says, this is good for you and bad for you. And then it tells you the wrong information. It actually tells you what is bad, what actually what is bad for us is good, going to be good. And what is good for us is actually going to be bad. It, it, the whole brain and eye thing on the, on the conscious level is a whole deception. It's not correct. It's all upside down. And that's why we do spiritual work is because we've got to keep uh, twisting things back to the sweet level, back to the light, right? Because everything that's coming into our information is telling us that it's bad for us and we've got to be aware of it and we've got to separate ourselves and, you know, this could go wrong and we dress rehearse the tragedy of everything, right? Oh, what if I get married or what if it ends? <laughs> you know, and we live like this, this constant, like, fear of, the, of what could go wrong, right? And so constantly, the consciousness we have to keep up as human beings is to keep going to into the consciousness gym and strengthening our consciousness so that we start to see things and feel things and experiencing things as the light is sending it to us, right? So we start to see the joy in things. We start to see the sweetness in things. We start to see the happiness in things. Even if they're challenging, we can still see that there is, ah, oh, this is good for me to, to go through, right? So this is what we're doing in the month of Scorpio is, is like re, re, really looking for the light in things. Where is the light in this moment that if I can see it, I can see a part for myself that could really take me to a new level. One of the great, now I'll come to the good news of Scorpio, is they're amazing transformers. They're amazing manifestors and they have this power to push through blockages where we couldn't break through before very very strong very very powerful so that is where we want to focus the the energy is i am seeing the darkness first right and so is my instant reactions of my eyes and my ears 
in my brain will tell me it's darkness, right? And I'll stop there. But what we've got to do spiritually is, is like pierce through the darkness and see where the light is in every single moment that we have, right? Whether it's challenging or good for us. If it appears good for us, be, be mindful that you still have to look for the light for it because it's fool's gold. It's superficial good that we see first. It's not real good. Yes? So even in the, the things, we say, ah, oh, this is so lovely. It's amazing. We still have to like pierce through all of that, that veneer yeah, and see what the real light is, not the sort of superficial light. Yeah, so it's always, it's ongoing work. Spiritual work is so ongoing, right? Did that go well? Did that go bad? Is, is the worst question we can ask ourselves because that division of good and bad reality, right and wrong reality separates it else and we never know. Who can tell? We have to look for the light in something and then therefore the joy, the the abundance, the, the love, the, the compassion, all of that light energy, right? And then we know we're, I'm, I'm coming to unlock all of that energy and banish the darkness like a candlewood in the dark room. What's for me really interesting is um, I myself, I had yesterday... Um, a day where I just created art. And um, so I was sitting in my channel and downloading the rest, the, the last bit of a key code that was uh, working for eight months or something. And um, what's really interesting was the thought patterns in, that came in into this, because when I do key codes, I can finish thinking and analyzing things in other dimensions also in, in, and in, in this reality. So I was thinking a lot yesterday while making dot after dot after dot. It's like really good. And the, 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 the whole vibration went really, really dark. I could like, I could really go into the complete, like the timeline, which is like now open to like where society and humanity is going through, like what's going on there. And like, I really analyzed this thing, but not con like, not consciously, but unconsciously. I was just processing data, like the whole data that, you know, all the things that we see each day on social media, on the media, with friends, what people speak about, like to build an opinion, you need time to, tr to process the data, right? Mm. And that was uh, what was going on. And it, very interesting, I, I could see and I could feel into the timeline that we're currently in as, as a human race in the, in the dimension. And um, I could deeply deeply see why spiritual work is so important and i mean i knew it from a logical point of view but what yes happened yesterday going through this very dark um a period of like analyzing the current situation on planet earth like you know Canada closing its borders for everybody unvaccinated. Nobody is allowed to travel in or out of the country, no matter if you're from the country or not. The United States doing the same, Egypt doing the same, like uh, Germany where people cannot go anywhere without the test anymore. Like it's really, really like the, the pressure is getting amplified, right? And 
it's it's very interesting like uh, analyzing all this and like okay this is the reality and for most people that looks like something good right it looks like a good solution to fight this pandemic it's like very good that we're, we're not allowing people to travel uh without a vaccine and that, that's what it appears like in in the, in the mainstream media and but piercing through or not or, or not, not. Right. For some people, it's good, and for some people, it's bad. Yes. And, and that's and that and and this this is the situation. Is that in any situation, some people will see the good, and some people will see the bad. Exactly. Because and it and it's neither. It's neither. Any it's situation neither. is neither. Because is the, the light is in everything, right? So the light is in the virus. The light is in the cures. The light is in everything. In everything. Uh, and we need to see what am I seeing as good, and what am I seeing as bad? And because why? for sure, it's. It's for all of us, it's the other way around. Uh, so we get stuck on this is good, this is bad. And we've got 7 billion people looking at what's good and bad and all of them coming up with their own like patterns Reality. of good and bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's and actually right because all of it has light. And we need to keep seeing where is the light in this? Not is it good or bad? We need to re shift the question. The starting point is wrong. The starting point yeah. is, is this good or bad? Not the, the, the question really is, where is the light in everything, right? And if I can connect to that, then I can unblock something in my own life, right? So this is, this is the thing, right? So there's many things as you want to say that is bad about the situation. Somebody else could say it's good about the situation. And we're just in eternal conflict and we're with the problem of Facebook, right? We're all saying like and dislike to things that get out our uh, instincts heated and people make money from that, right? So it, it's all, all very twisted system, right? And we're seeing it fully, right? I'm actually really loving things that I hate. Yes, it gets my back up. I really love things that make me angry. I press like to things that make me angry, right? Because that's where we live, right? We live in the instant reactions to things and we get so much apparent light out of it. But this light that we get out of it is like a, an instant light. Oh, that made me feel so good, right? That I can support this person that has similar views to me and this is the view that's correct and she's got it right or he's got it right, like, like, like. And it's all coming from a very negative place, whether we see it as good or bad, right? Because it's all instinctive, right? So it's all that gotcha, gotcha, gotcha again. And it's Coca-Cola light. It's Coca-Cola light in the sense that, oh, I feel so good that that person said that and I could like it and I could share it, right? But actually, actually, it's not fulfilling light. Fulfilling light is when I can restrict out of that and say, what am I doing here? Why am I even in this movie, right? Why am I even having a movie about it, right? And come out of it and really sit with ourselves about what is my way through, right? What is my way through with my light, right? Not with this other reality that is coming in to tempt us to, to interact with it, right? So that the light's there, my light is there, everything, the light's always there, but it's concealed. Is it's this not a fire alarm? I'm not sure. 
<laughs> I don't know. Let's wait. <laughs> Let's wait and see. Because like, yeah. it makes a point, right? It makes the point that I could get reactive right now. And yes, it's gone. It's and right, the minute we say wait, it goes. It, it proves the point, right? So the minute you restrict out of something, right, and you say, I'm not going to bite that. You, you don't, you're only connecting from your body when you, when you immediately react to something, right? So whatever country people are going through, whatever country they're in, is correct for their spiritual process. Yes, it is. Right? You can't, you can't judge it. You also can't... Also ask the world. Right? Well, that's it. I mean, if I happened to be in Munich or Toronto or whatever, I would have needed that a spiritual process because whatever is happening in there is showing up something I need to go through and work on. Yes. It, there's no randomness in this system, right? Mm. Right? There's, there's nothing at random at all. Wherever you are, whatever you're going through, is it, you've got to have a certainty that that's where you are and that's what you're going through for a very spiritual reason, right? And you have to see on that level. Right, that's real seeing. That's not like, oh, you know, this is happening and I can't do this anymore. They're taking away my freedom. You already had a lack of freedom moving and you're choosing to see it as that way, right? You already had some felt trapped in your life and you're choosing to blame it on somebody else that's making a decision on some kind of response to something that is happening in your world, right? And because I could see this, oh, that's very safe. So there is no good, there is no bad, there is no, like, it's all just a projection of where I'm at in my own consciousness and what I need to go through in order to shift the light and reveal my, a new level of consciousness. But, so everything is, that is happening essentially is all for our best and highest purpose, right? But we need to keep the thing with that lesson or that revelation that Kabbalists reveal, right, is that I need to keep choosing that reality. Because the, the, if I don't choose that reality, the reality I get set into is this is good, this is bad, this country's doing this and this one's doing that, and now I'm comparing the two and this isn't fair and, and we all end in this. Yeah? And this is a great deal of chaos. For us, internally, yes? <laughs> not in the world, it's all my internal chaos being played out in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the outside world. Yeah. Exactly. And that's why like spiritual work is so important it's so important because because when you are cleansing and clearing your all your own vibrational field meaning you you work on your trauma you look at your past lives that are coming up you follow the resonances you follow the blocks and you you integrating one block after the other so you're holding a different reality a different vibration on this in this in this in this journey and that's why it is so important to do right so that's right so uh, for me right and um, during my process is uh is i was in a lockdown in spain and at the same time I had to organize a whole heap of change for brexit right uh, what that brought up for me was oh my god i can't escape oh my god i'm trapped oh my god my identity right now I did past life work around it and discovered that in a past life, uh, if giving my identity to the government uh, was a bad thing, it put my life in danger. Mm -hmm. Now, that's not going to happen in 20, 
20 in a virus in Spain. Like my life is not in danger. Like, but I was planning to escape. I was cleaning the house because what if some people need to click, come and pack up my things? And I, it was a very psychotic moment. In fact, now I think back on it, it would happen during a lot during Scorpio last year. Like a very psychotic moment that I knew I was in some alternate reality, having some other kind of trauma, uh, but knowing I had to deal with it. Right? Why is this pressing on my buttons? It's not nothing to do with the government. It's nothing to do with that. That is all just the playing field of pressing your buttons. Now, what button, what's better to ask is what buttons do you have? Do yeah. you have a button around comparison? Do you have a button around unfairness? Do you have a button around fear and trauma? Do you have that button? And when you ask yourself that question, then it doesn't matter what's going on in the world around you because you get busy transforming you and you feel so much better about yourself. It's like, oh, I can let all yeah. go. It doesn't really matter, right? But those buttons are for sure from an old, deep, past life point that is triggering something in a very particular way on you. It's all designed that way and then we leave that out, right? We live that out and we see it as real and it's not real. It's the, the button is real. That's the bit we're working on. It's all internal. The, the game is internal. Yep. And our soul chose to come to this very special moment uh, that presses on buttons in very particular ways so that we can heal on this deeper level that we need to heal on in this reality. So there is no blame. There is no man in China. Right. We chose to come in this moment, right, where and this very special light is revealed and we've got an opportunity to now do work on ourselves that we've never had time for before. Yeah. And the world is changing to a better place for it. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I could give you a list of many, many benefits that we've had from this, that people have had from this in terms of work-life balance, working from home, saving the environment, doing inner work, connecting to spirituality. And so it's just choosing where you want to see the light right yeah absolutely yeah. what else is going on right so in, in with that right now this is the important bit of understanding kabbalistic astrology or any ancient kind of wisdom is that you get this insight right and then you go oh i see that and you're not like reacting to it right so pluto last week right it's been retrograde for months as it always does when it's retrograde and now it's going forward and what pluto is doing in Capricorn, it's, it's, it's detoxing old structures, old systems, hierarchies, embedded systems that we have, mm. right? And this is a necessary process because what happens when we build structure is a lot of like, because it's a kind of sedentary set energy, um, it, it kind of gets a bitterness in it. It kind of like, oh, it gets old and we do things the same way. And this is the system that I have. And this is the system that will take us from A to B. And we get very like um, stuck. Income, that's Capricorn, right? Income's Pluto, which says I'm a detoxer, right? So it's taking out all, all the stuckness that we have in, well, first of all, the big institutions, the governments where there is hierarchy, where there is set structure, uh, you know, all of the embedded systems that we have to make things work, right? And we can see it since 2008 playing out. Now it's coming to an end in 2024. As it gets closer to 2024, it will do more of a spin on it. 
And when it leaves Capricorn, we start to rebuild. And Pluto will be in Aquarius and will do all sorts of cleansing on Aquarius things, which will be social media, communities, groups. Uh, and you can see it starting to happen already. Right. So I don't even know if we'll have social media by the end of it, but it will be very different to the one we have now when Pluto goes into Aquarius. Yeah. What we'll be left with in the next couple of years is government, banks, and all of our personal structures are going to be radically transformed. Right. I spoke to America last week that it will go particularly heavy on America because it has America has its own Pluto in Capricorn and the UK. But in our own personal lives, it's like, where are my traditional, where have I not moved forward? Where do I stick to the same old routines and, de and depend on those routines to give me, you know, some stability? And really, the stability comes from seeing the light. Where is the light in something? That's where I've got to find my stability, is continually looking past that darkness and get drawing out that light is the real way we get stability in our in our lives right so here pluto is saying right let's cleanse on all of these old gunk that we keep thinking is is structured and hierarchies and let's build new ones structures are very important right they're better than goals we need structure in our life but often we set the same routine and structure and never change it and those structures therefore develop that kind of bitterness. They develop that kind of oldness and, you know, everything is getting a little bit corrupt or a little bit easy or a little bit comfortable. And so it needs shaking up and changing around to put some air in it, you know? Mm -hmm. So this is what Pluto is doing. Uh, so it's, it's rebirthing those old systems and what's hidden in the structures, it's cleansing out. Very, very nice. Um, mm -hmm. Is it true that also Saturn was going direct last week, like yesterday or Saturday? I don't remember. It will do. It will do so, um, later this week. And we'll feel the force of that next week um, as, the, as the energy resets itself. So yeah. it will do. And interestingly, uh, it's a good point. We'll talk to it more next week. But just to let you know that Saturn rules Capricorn. So these two th things going mm, that will will bolster the yes the, the energies around that beautiful well done you're you're learning yes I know. <laughs> i'm giving my best to you to are i'm very reason. impressed yes <laughs> I very good so much in the last year about astrology like from you i mean you're the only yes you have a few i think on the sign right yeah yeah and i i think uh like slowly but surely i'm getting the basics you know mm. the basic ideas of of what the what the bigger planets are for oh, very good smaller planets are for what's going on when they're retrograding like i'm learning a little bit yes i'm impressed it's <laughs> very good <laughs> well done right very good and uh, so yes and we'll talk to saturn a little bit more next week but just to know to. that that saturn uh, is stopping its retrograde going forward so this this week we still have five planets retrograding all right which is a lot it's and a lot of pause pause moment like so we know mercury is going direct on reassess relook yes so and mercury is in retrograde as well yeah so after october there will be only two left which are retrograding right Yes, yes, that's right. So we get to November, more or less, and we are with two, Neptune and Uranus. Uh, we will have more retrogrades over the summer and January. And then we get to this magical moment in February, which we'll obviously talk to more. Magical, very nice. 
Yeah, I cannot Stay wait. Stay tuned. I'm not going to tell too much information <laughs> oh. now. Just to know it's very magical. Very All right. But it really, like, if you look at what's happening in the patterns and then you look at what's happening in around February, you yeah. know you have a lot of inner work to still cleanse on. You know, so this virus, the things closing down, the system, you know, the systems are not working, right? They're all like yeah, they're reshaping and moving and this yes. doesn't work and we have to find a new way of working. You look at what happened in Germany. I mean, the most significant thing that happened in Germany is that now Angela Merkel, now after 16 years of, you know, a very um, prominent political figure has left the political landscape uh, and now in Germany is a socialist government and all this kind of heavy uh, right-wing sort of thing that we've I mean we've got still in a two or three countries in Europe is kind of disappearing uh, what this means not only a new leadership for for um, for Germany of course because Angela Merkel was really the the kind of guide for Europe right? She was yeah. really that person. Now we have a new person in Germany uh, who will want to take that position over the EU. Uh, we have Macron, who's very clear that he wants to be this sort of mover. And we also have Maggi, the new prime minister in Italy, who's, a, who's an economic whiz, right? A genius. Uh, all vying for the new power slot of Europe. Probably for the new world order. <laughs> right, 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 whatever that looks like. Um, so, and we encourage it when it's going to be something new because Pluto is, is shaking that up, right? It's moving things. It's changing power plays and structures. Uh, you look at America right now, uh, the, current, uh, the current president can't get anything through the, the, because it's a blocked kind of system that they have. That one party's got a lot of power in one house, the other party has a lot of power and they can't get any bills through. So you can see that the dynamics of power and shifting and it's coming something to a new way. Yes, so this is Pluto really showing up. Uh, now that, whatever that was, because whenever we say new order, of course, all of those things get very triggered into a sinister system, <laughs> yeah. right? Uh, it depends on our consciousness, mm. right? So if you go back to the Facebook situation and you say all these horrible things that happen in Facebook, they're trying to make us press buttons, right? By putting up all this horrible stuff, who's pressing the button? Who's pressing the like? Like, oh, we are, right? We're creating it, we're feeding it through our own reactive system. So it just comes back to the workers internal. Wherever you are internally, it will show up in the meta field, right? So we can't keep saying, oh, there's a new order and a new system. It can only be there simply or uh, conspiracy-like if that's where our consciousness is at. Right? If our consciousness is at, this is all going to play out well, it's going to go be so good for us, and there's a lot of light in the system, it will be that, right? Yeah. So we get that choice every day, dark or light, every day of our lives and everything that we do. And this is in Scorpio, it shows itself out where we're pushing it even more. Okay, Mars in Libra. Hmm. Shall we go there? Mars yeah. is the other ruler of, while I'm concentrating on Pluto and Mars is there, the two rules of Scorpio, which is the month that we're in. Um, Mars is in Libra. Mars is this planet of purpose, direction, uh, where I want to battle, where I want to go forward, where I want to assert myself. Libra has none of that energy. Uh, in here, uh, it's in what we call fall, right? Uh, it's when a planet and a sign are completely at, are different to each other. The, the challenge of this is that because Librans are Libra, 
the month of Libra is so, or the sign of Libra is so concerned with relationships that the power goes to the other, right? So we automatically assume that the power's with the government, the power's with my, my, my um, partner, the power's with my friend, the power's with this, the power's with that, and I've got my nothing. parents. With, with my parents, exactly, is right. And, and the power's all outside of me, the power's with the other, right? Now, to some degree, that's quite good, right? We want to realize that everybody around us is empowered and strong and all of that. There's light there, right? Uh, but the, the challenge is I've given it all up for everybody else. Liberals, as people, have a tendency to do that anyway. They're the type of people that would leave their job to be in a relationship or give up their, uh, their passion to, to, to pursue uh, this, this person that they met last week. Yes, and they obsess over it. Right? They're both, right? Yes, yeah. they're, they're, they're relationship obsessed, right? Uh, so, uh, and this is their work to transform on. This is what they come to work on, right? So with Mars in there, it's I'm losing power to the other. And who am, but a better question is to ask with this energy is, who am I in relation to others? Mars brings the existential question, who am I in relation to others? Uh, where do I put myself? Now, this is not the question we ask. The question we ask is, where do people put me? And I'm victim. I'm in reactive mode. I'm now thrown into some situation that other people depend on. I depend on what other people think of me to know who I am. <laughs> right? right? Here, we get a chance to really uh, look at and assess where I am. Where do I put myself? in relation to other people. And if we ask that question, we're gonna get an insight into what I do to myself that puts myself in these victim situations or these pleasing situations or these giving myself away situations uh, that are not healthy for me. About Mars and Libra, I, like there are certain things coming up when you speak and I, I really um, would like to, to talk about that. Um, who am I in relation to others is, is a very interesting question for me because in essence, everything we experience and everything we do is about relationships. Like not only other people or other humans or the government, but it is my relationship to my work, my relationship to my uh, house, my relationship to my clothes, my relationship to my body, my relationship to my, like everything we're experiencing, we're experiencing over our nervous system. Like our nervous system is like um, nerves going from the brainstem through the whole body and this gives the brain the information of the surroundings of what you see feel smell taste or hear those are the five senses we work with right and so reality as we know it is always how does my nervous system transform the information given by a place into my brain and what's going on there in order to perceive reality. So everything we do see, feel, taste, or, or hear is in, 
is, is the question, how do we relay with the information? Now, any information that is coming in is basically neutral. It just is what it is, right? The light is coming in from, from this window here and from this window there. So there is no good or bad in this, in this reality. But what it, what it makes good or bad is whether I perceive it as good or bad. If I'm a vampire, I would be quite stressed out if the light's coming in from here and here because it could burn me, right? But I'm not a vampire, so I'm like, yeah, light is coming into the room and I don't bother about that. So everything that you think, like everything you do think, like everything is just a question of relationship to, the, to what's perceived. And when, like, I, I see more and more men wearing pearls, more and more men also, but also women at the moment. I see more and more people constantly wearing pearls, pearl bracelets, pearl arm uh, for the arms or pearl um, necklaces or pearl malas or, and you know why? Because pearls and corals are clearing the Mars within your physical body. What does that mean? Pearls and corals are helping you to get the Mars energy within your body. So the, the way you're relaying with things can change. It helps to smooth out things in your physical body. So the perception of truth, of reality, can be um, clarified, basically. It's clarifying your nervous system. And... Um, if some of you are like working on their spiritual journey, on um, their nerves, their capability of um, holding vibrations, on um, their their stress level, on their nervous system, um, I feel at the moment, and like especially for the last two three months, I I was speaking about. Um, wearing coral and pearls like already in may i think but um i really feel to amplify that once again if this is something you're working on your nervous system your the the, the capability of you holding space in your life for yourself then it's really really beneficial to wear pearls or coral yeah i can tell matt is wearing coral as well and like and I wear a lot of pearls. Like I have my, med my meditation malas are all pearls because when you're wearing a pearl mala, what it does, it amplifies your meditation 40 times. And it's really like, this is very deep science as well. Like, again, it's like, it's like the Kabbalists know a lot. It's a very old tradition and the same is coming from, from Kundalini yoga. It's 5,000 years old. So when you're wearing pearls for meditation, what it does is amplifies your system and the, it increases the effect of the meditation 40 times. So there is actually no better mala than a pearl mala if you were really working on those things. Yeah, that's what I think. Amazing. Do. That's such great, that's such great energy in those, in those stones that really amplify our own energies, isn't it? They're amazing. And Matt, I would see a pearl necklace on you like I... I think men wearing pearls at the moment, for me, that's the bomb. I think that's so amazing. Profound. Yes, because the, the masculine body especially needs that movement, you know, 
at the moment mm. of the mm. Mars energy. Mm. Yes, yeah. yes, that's beautiful. And just to finish on, uh, Venus this week went into Sagittarius. So we have a shift of planet into a new sign. Very important because Venus, you know, it, it is obviously a bit stronger. It's a planet and it's usually in a sign for about oh, four or five weeks. Right. Uh, so here for the next four or five weeks, we get a bit of fire in the chart. Finally, <laughs> we have some fire energy of Sagittarius. And, and also the moon starts the week in the month of Sagittarius right next to Venus on the same, more or less the same degree. Oh, wow. So here, this is a great energy for this week that we have this kind of brighter Sagittarian energy. Sagittarian energy comes with miracles, blessings, growth. Uh, all the easy optimism, all the easy flow, uh, all, and a certain, not only that, but a certain degree of honesty about it, a certain degree of truth about it. So here we are able, and I'm so glad you brought up all this relationship point, Nicole. Here we're in a moment where we can see the easier, truthful, light-filled flow of Venus-related things, which are relationships, resources and restoration balance in other words yes so it's like oh how can i get back to balance in my relationship how can i get back to balance with my resources how can i get back to balance with the way i restore myself yes so and and it'll be very truthful and easy so yes it's the assessment of mars in libra which is where am i in relation to others mm. but then this venus energy which is rules over this libra and stuff that gives us that power to put ourselves there in quite easily truthful ways and speak to a truth i don't mean through our mouths but from our soul that we, ah this is where i need to move myself uh, this is where i need to grow myself this is where i need to put myself i can feel the honesty of it all this is the you know, the truth of it all is where we will feel a Venus in Sagittarius over the next four or five months. It will just get up there. Oh, I'm going to go and put myself there and whoo, there. But we have to be conscious of where we are in relation to others. What is that role I keep putting myself in? What are those habits? What are those patterns? And we've got to assess on that level. And then when we see what we don't like, we can, oh, I'm going to put myself here and get excited about it. It's fire. Yes, it's excitement. It's yes. four or five weeks or months that it's... No, weeks. Venus is only in the sign four or five yeah. weeks uh, okay. and then it pops onto something else. Yeah, so, I think it's really yes. good that she finally gets... But finally some fire is in the, in the chart. Yes, hooray. It's like, yes, hooray. Finally. <laughs> like some yes. light, some, also some, like, I think for, for us, it's really... Um, since this whole year is so like mental it's a very <laughs> yes it's very mental oh yeah it's very like everything happens on a mental level and for in you know when you're manifesting like first things are in the spiritual realm like as an idea or as a as a thought even only mm. as a as a hint as an inspiration and then what you're doing is you're bringing it through the mental body and then you're creating a mental structure to it. And then mm -hmm. you're bringing it down into the emotional body. 
you you start to feel the mental structure what would what would be if that was the case and then it manifests into your physical reality mm. so this whole year seems to to me um was was like almost all the time um playing in this mental realm like where there were spiritual ideas and, and, and ideas for a new planet, ideas for a new world, ideas for uh, new solutions, ideas for um, new manifest, new creations as well. There was mm. a lot created this year. And, and, but it's very mental. And in order to bring it down, there some boost is needed. I mean, something... <laughs> That's like, right. Oh. We need something new. As we need that yes. feeling I can I can create now. And that's what fire energies do. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's really relieving that finally at least some things are like uh, changing. And it's really nice because Ally Vision is a uh, Taurus. It's uh, founded on the 29th of April. So finally having some fire in this, in this sign will also be good for our company, I think. Yes, I think so as well. And then, of course, after this month of Scorpio, in four weeks, we go into Sagittarius. And so we will have a, a good boost of like the actual month of Sagittarius, which is the month of miracles. So there's a story here. Last month, we needed to reassess and assess where we're at. That's the month of Libra. Well, it's happening in my reality. What do I, what can I see, right? And not react to it, but just be an appraisal, yeah? And here in the month of, of um, Scorpio, I can now do transformational work internally to change, right? Now that this is the movie, right? I saw what I saw. I decided whether it was, could be better, what could be better. And now I've got to change what could be better in me. Right, and then we get to this month of Sagittarius, which is the month of miracles. So, if I do the transformational work, I'm starting to see the miracles. I'm getting to root the miracle in some fire energy, right? And so, there's a there's a technology here that we're taking you through the Kabbalist reveal. That if you start with the spiritual month of Libra, right, there's a movie that we're going through that will help us change our reality, and therefore, astrology is a very important technology. I love that. And you know what? Last Saturday was uh, the birthday of Guru Ramdas, which is the, oh, very famous. Very yeah, well known. the guru of miracles. Mm -hmm. And I used ah. to start on uh, Autumn Equinox, a meditation, uh, a Guru Ramdas mm -hmm. meditation mm -hmm. every day. And um, this is the meditation for miracles. So, oh, Can we have it? Can you do a crystal transmission with that meditation? Oh, yes, I can. Okay, that's a bit on the spot, but that would be a great way to finish. And if we can focus the miracle around Venus-related things, which are relationships, mm. finances and money, and then my, my balance and my health. I mean, it's all the, the three things that we usually ask for anyway. <laughs> they're all related, but they're all connected to Venus. And so um, that would be brilliant. So the meditation is actually um, very simple. You sit in cross-legged position and um, your hands are in Gyan Mudra, which is your uh, thumb and the index finger are touching. And then you close your eyes and you take a deep inhale. And on one inhale, you say five times, 
Guru, Guru, Wahe Guru, Guru Ram Das Guru. So this would sound like Guru, Guru, Wahe Guru, Guru Ram Das Guru, 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 Wahe Guru, Guru Ram Das Guru. And then you inhale again. And then you do it again. So what that does, or if you do that for 11 minutes, for 40 consecutive days, you are granted a miracle. Mm. And I think it's such a beautiful, easy meditation. If for, for the ones of you that are a little bit more, um, uh, have want to invest more time, you can do 108 uh, repetitions of this, um, of this breath. Uh, this is what I do. And um, it to really grab, you know, to really get in the, 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 the miracle into the grid, into your grid of Mother Earth. So, um, but 11 minutes is already amazing. You can start with three minutes for those of you that don't have that much time. This is the minimum. And then it's like 11 minutes, 22 and 31. So you choose whatever you like and how much miracle you need in your life. I currently need a big miracle. That's 108 minutes. Work. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I, I will put um, the the whole uh, the the mantra and the description in our in our um, description of the podcast, so you can read it there. And um, yeah, this is this is a very very simple one. And you start like because it's a, a meditation coming from Kundalini Yoga. If you can, you start with three times. You can place your hands in front of your chest, and then you say Ong Namo Gurudev Namo. Ong Namo Gurudev Namo, Ong Namo Gurudev Namo, and then you're good to go. This Ong Namo Gurudev Namo, it, what it does is it connects you to your higher self and to your inner wisdom, your inner guru, your inner, oh. yeah. Can you say it again slowly? It's Ong, O-N-G. Ong. Namo. Namo. Guru. Guru. Dave. Dave. Namo. Namo. That's it. And I love it. Yeah, it's a very simple one. And um, yeah, it's very, very powerful. Very powerful. And um, if any of you have questions, you can like DM me on Instagram or, or send me an email, like whatever you wish. I'm more than happy to hop on a, on a call with you and to explain to you. Like I, I, I'm a deep, deep, deep um, believer in this meditation. It's uh, very generous. I rely on miracles <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> amazing amazing okay you guys i wish you all a wonderful week yes that was beautiful again and Loved it. um if you have any questions or suggestions or any wishes uh please uh be don't be shy and talk to us on any possible way we're more than happy to answer yes <sighs> okay goodbye everyone lovely having you with us at Ali Talks. Would you like to know more about empowered spirituality, whether in business or for your personal life? Then visit us at ali.vision or write us an email at contact at ali.vision.